When he was just a little baby, he had a life-changing event. He was found by Pharaoh's daughter floating in a basket of a boat in the Nile River. She named the baby Water. She named the baby Moses. There are things that happen that can change us, change the world. Things that we have no control over, like our temper. One minute we have it, one minute we don't, and that can be a life-changing event. People can get hurt. If you ever visited a prison, the people who are in there are in there because of 20 seconds, 30 seconds of anger. And now they're in there for life. One day, Moses saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew. And it is written that Moses looked this way and that way, and he killed the Egyptian. It only took a few seconds, but it changed his life. He went on the run, and then one random afternoon, he was at a well... And there were a bunch of, oh, I guess, teenage boys who were harassing some women at the well, not letting them find a space there at the well in which to draw the water. And Moses chased the boys off. There you go. Those boys won't be back. The well is all yours. It was a life-changing event for Moses because he ends up marrying one of the women at the well. All this leads to today's scripture. Moses is now working for his father-in-law as a shepherd, which is a sure, sure sign that someone doesn't have control over their life. I mean, nobody wakes up and says, boy, I sure hope to be a shepherd for my father-in-law one day. I mean, but the good news for Moses is that every moment is a life-changing event. From Exodus 3, 1 through 15, hear the word of God. Moses was keeping the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian. He led his flock beyond the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And there the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of a bush. He looked, and the bush was blazing, but it was not consumed. And then Moses said, I must turn aside and look at this great sight and see why the bush is not burned up. When the Lord saw that he had turned aside to see, God called to him out of the bush, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here I am. And then he said, Come no closer. Remove the sandals from your feet, for the place on which you are standing is holy ground. He said, Further, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look at God. Then the Lord said, I have observed the misery of my people who are in Egypt. I have heard their cry on account of their taskmasters. Indeed, I know their sufferings, and I have come down to deliver them from the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land to a good and broad land, a land flowing with milk and honey to the country of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. The cry of the Israelites has now come to me. I have also seen how the Egyptians oppressed them. So come, 
I will send you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And he said, I will be with you. And this shall be my sign for you, that it is I who sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall worship God on this mountain. But Moses said to God, if I come to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your ancestors has sent me to you, and they ask me, what is his name? What shall I say to them? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. He said further, thus you shall say to the Israelites, the Lord, the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, has sent me to you. And this is my name forever, and this my title for all generations. And this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You know, we don't have a lot of control over life. We are subject to one life-changing event after another. Life-changing events can be as small as your car not starting one morning or as big as a promotion. A life-changing event can be as silly as getting a puppy or as serious as a heart attack. A blind date can change your life. A teacher can do it too. Someone who cuts you off in traffic can cause a rage that will get you on the evening news. Sometimes a person has nothing better to do than to put a knife in your back, and the pain of that, the scar of that, changes your life from that moment on. You don't trust like you used to trust. I think if I gave you a moment, you could come up with a list of life-changing events that happened to you. While you're thinking about that, let me direct your attention to Moses, who had an out-of-the-nowhere burning bush, kick-off-your-shoes, holy ground, life-changing event. Now, just, just that. Just that, just the burning bush, just that, I think would be life-changing. A voice coming out of a burning bush. What do you do with an event like that? Tell a friend? Hey, you know the other day I was out for a little walk and this bush got on fire and a voice started talking to me. Do you tell a friend that? Maybe tell a psychiatrist who will greet you with... Uh, a prescription that takes a little edge off your game. I think better not to tell a soul, don't you? But we often don't speak. As Presbyterians, we often don't speak of the mighty acts of God that we see in and around our lives. We hesitate to share those mighty acts of God with anyone because, you know, sharing them, it could change our lives. But isn't that why we are here? If you're not here to have a life-changing event, what's the point of being here this morning? 
If you're not here to look squarely and deeply into your own sin, if you're not here to hear the assurance that rest assured, even if you're still living with your sin, God is mercy, God is healing. If you're not here to hear the voice of God calling on you to let go of that thing that you're holding on so tightly to that it's sucking the life out of you, killing you, then why are you here? Look, Moses got holy ground and a burning bush with the voice of God. I suspect that would change any of our lives if we had the same thing interrupt our day-to-day. A burning bush and a voice of God. But that's not the life-changing event for Moses. It's not the life-changing event for us. The life-changing event is when he and we act on the call. Did you hear God's call today? It didn't come from a burning bush. It came out of someone we call Guy. He read it off some paper. But before he read it, he said, listen for the word of a Lord. You said our ears are open. After he read it, he said the word of the Lord. You said, thanks be to God. You weren't just saying that. Let me paraphrase the call that God just said. God called you and said, let love be genuine. Hate what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Okay, if it helps, you can put your name, well, you can put your name in back or in front of that line. Donovan? Yeah? Let love be genuine. Hate what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. If I do nothing, Nothing happens. God calling you right now. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in suffering. Persevere in prayer. Insert your name now. Bless those who persecute you. Do not curse them. God is talking to each and every one of us all together. We are hearing the same words. That means we are able to share the story because did God talk to you? Yeah, God talked to me too. We're in this together. This crazy, holy thing. And if we don't act upon it, then we are those so-called Christians that the world is talking about. 
those hypocrites. Moses had a call. And just imagine if he said, no, I'm going to keep this to myself, maybe see a therapist, hope it all goes away. That, that, that response would have impacted so, so many people, as many as the stars in the sky, I would think. He tried to say no. He said, well, you know, who am I? And God said, you're, you're the one I called, okay? That's enough. Well, who are you? I am who I am. I am the God of your ancestors. That great covenant relationship that, was, that, that impacted your, your great-great-great-grandfather Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and your mother and your father, it's now rolled up upon you. It's your turn. Did you hear the call of God? God called you and said, let your love be genuine. What's your response? Here I am, Lord. Live in harmony with one another. Here I am, Lord. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Oh, we got a few people who've heard the voice of God. Let's try this one more time. Rejoice with others. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) This is the vision of the church. This is the vision for the church. We are called to love. To radically love everyone. We love because Christ first loved us. I talked about that in the fellowship hall a couple of weeks ago, and people said, that's a great vision. How do we do that? When do we start? We're working on it, but you know what? We could start right now. that we should be called, oh, Christians. That we should be in charge of sharing some good news. (laughs) I heard it in Wednesday Bible study we were talking about how God's call acts upon us. And one of the guys shared this little vignette. He said he and his wife went down to Jay Alexander's for dinner, ordered from the menu. The waitress came back. His wife got her meal. He got a meal. 
that he didn't order. He said, well, that's fine, thank you, but I didn't order that. And the waitress apologized, swept the plate away, and ran off. And then suddenly, someone from the establishment came over and also apologized. Someone who's paid to apologize. Can you imagine being called to that job? Dealing with people like you who are angry and hungry and you got the wrong order and your job is to go to them face to face and say, you know, I'm so, we're sorry, we, you know, we made a mistake. Meanwhile, your wife's eating, you're not eating, and it's going to be another 10 minutes before you eat and this is going to ruin your day, right? But instead of being irritated, the one sharing the story said he made a, a, a conscious effort which bordered on an unconscious effort an effort that comes with so much practice, so much discipline, that comes with so many stories, testimonies of when grace works, of when love conquers anger. He found his lips saying, hey, don't worry about it. Mistakes happen. The one in charge of fixing everything fixed everything. My friend got his meal. But the waitress who made the mistake in the first place kept a wide berth around the table. <laughs> made a mistake, made a mistake, made a mistake. But finally, she came over to the table with the check and an apology again. Hey, it's no big deal. Mistakes happen. Don't worry about it. Gave her a tip. That was the story. That's it. Now, we live in a big world with big, big, big problems. I've got a list, don't you? It's no big deal. Gave her a tip. And there could be a part of this story that goes on. A few hours later, someone would say, well, how is work? And a voice says, well, I'm learning. It's not easy. But someone I met at a table had so much grace and so much love, and so much light, that I was drawn to it. I was changed by it. It was a bad day, and it turned out pretty good. Life-changing. That's what we are. We are so-called Christians.